0: Welcome to The Frontline, the sales and marketing podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to The Frontline sales and marketing podcast. Um, my name's Jeremy and I'm here with Avon, Colas and Floris Block. How are you guys? Good. Good. It's good. good. So, in this episode today, we cover uh, a lot of sales talk, exciting stuff guys. Um, Look, <laughs> seriously, I this one's this one's more. It's very personal for me as well. Um, look, a lot of businesses are struggling um, to get off the ground and to really start. You know, to be an entrepreneur, to be a small business owner, uh, there is some core concepts you need to understand to get your business off the ground, and a lot of businesses don't have. The spend for marketing, for advertising. So what are you left with, guys? Sweet FA. <laughs> you own two feet. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, Colonel Sanders, uh, at the age of, right old age of 60, went to a 1,000 stores door-to-door trying to sell his product um, to, to different franchises before he actually got one. That's right. Um, Mark Burris says uh, his term is wear out your shoe leather. Um, you know, there's tons of people that have been way at the top that started going door to door.
1: So what, what it's about? I think I think as well that sales has changed a lot in the last few years, um, especially in the, the digital age as well. Um, the old, the old salesman, the car salesman, the sleazy car salesman. That, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, persona is still is still floating around, and a lot of people still have that. Attitude towards sales I believe um, and look I think and I believe sales is a lot more to do with helping people without a problem you wouldn't have somebody to solve that solution you know so is that what you got into
2: sales then in the first place you know you introduce yourself at the beginning of the series as as uh, you know salesperson extraordinaire trying to help people but it, I mean is that the experience that you have found as well uh, that sales is absolutely necessary in order to lift the business off the ground and not just sales but it's the right techniques in order to sell so what can you tell us more about how to sell
1: well I originally came from a business accounting sort of background I finished a business degree um, I was an accountant for a number of years so Um, A lot of these back-end administration roles is uh, not somewhere where I I felt like I could spend the rest of my life and I got into sales uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and luckily I um, fell into a a decently trained sales position um, at one of the biggest telecommunications companies here in Australia and just when the first few weeks in the job I figured out that's what I want to do for the sort of the rest of my life. Um, I don't know if you guys, you guys have ever had any sort of experience like that.
0: Oh, yeah, I do what I do because I love doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, I was in the army, I liked that, and then I didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> and then I got out and I ran a business and then I didn't like that, and then I got into this and I just can't stop. So I know exactly how that feels. Well, in my
2: case, I think... Uh, I think my, my interests have evolved with the way technology and the way things have been done have evolved as well. So I started off in product management. And I mean, no one really, uh, and, and this is a joke among all product managers, but this has now slightly changed because people want to be product owners. Anyway, uh, back in the day, product manager was not really discipline that you s- sought to do. You were either in marketing, you were either in sales, you were either in finance, you were either in in, in whatever um, so I kind of stumbled into um, a product management and then very quickly understood that in order to be a good product manager you also have to good to be a good salesperson right uh, you can, you have to be a good marketeer you have to be a good researcher you have to be a good uh, salesperson you have to be uh, generally in business and admin you have to be good at it because you're uh, and then when I grew up uh, through the ranks I uh, very quickly then became PNL responsible so I I had, I think, at the most, in the last one of the jobs, 300 million pounds. That's what, give or take about 600 million uh, Aussie dollars, right? Um, You kind of have to know these things, and especially sales. Uh, When you go to close a deal with an account director or an account manager, and you go to the likes of Amazon, for example, and you have you know, a buttload of stock that you're trying to sell, you kind of bring the heavy hitters and the heavy hitters would be the, for example, in my case, me. So so I would go in, for example, and we'd have a chat with Amazon, go over the listing and and all of that, and then we close the deal. So absolutely sales techniques are necessary, even in marketing. To be honest, marketing and sales are one function.
0: Well, that's the big business level, but on a small business level, if you're the owner, you have to be the best salesperson. And, And typically, at a bigger business level, that's the CEO. And, you know, when you, when you get bigger, you need to have a team and the team needs to know what the hell they're doing and that's where you come in, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll re- relate back to uh, Floris' original question, which, uh, which is how did my past experience uh, allow me to understand that that's the most important thing or function in small business or, or startups? ups uh, But you're the, the front line of the business. So without that initial uh, sales close, there wouldn't be an economy. And in, in that economy of scale as well, so for the whole entire world, um, that relies on somebody closing the deal. Whether that sales process is not face-to-face or online, right, you, if, if you don't have the, 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 the funding to actually enable your business to sell at an automated level, you are the one that needs to sell your product or service. Uh, so I figured if you are the person that can control how much you earn in a business, and you can see it through all these organizations with bulk sales teams and people attached to those sales teams, if you are the person controlling the amount of money coming into this business, you should be able to then start your own business control the amount of income that you earn based on the fundamentals
0: of, of selling. Well, nothing happens until someone sells something, so...
1: That's right. <laughs> and it even it even goes as, as far as it doesn't happen until the money goes into your bank account. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you, it's yeah. all useless until that money actually comes into your bank account. Yeah. Cause then, you know, That's the sale end.
0: Yeah. You, you end up wasting your resources or going into negative cash flow and then having to get loans and then people go under and... Uh, Yep, went for the cash. <laughs> cash is king. That's the word.
1: So, business, right? In 2019, HubSpot has some really amazing statistics. Now, 40% of salespeople and business owners feel prospecting is difficult. So prospecting is the first initial uh, action to take to find your, your, your deal, right? So, who, who, do you guys agree with that statistic, 40% do you think it's the most difficult for you?
0: Uh, well, we're, we're well practiced, we do <laughs> stuff on LinkedIn every day, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. something you wake up, wake up and go, mm, I'm going to do some pro- prospecting. <laughs> you, you have to
1: put yourself, put your mind to it and actually just get it done. And a good question is guys, what do you think, do you think prospecting is a marketing, a sales? or an
2: advertising function? Uh, ah, fantastic question. Um, well, I, I kind of said before, sales and marketing are one function, right? I mean, uh, most people like to call sales and marketing. Um, uh, most organizations will actually split the two functions as well, but they cannot cannot live I- de- independently. Sorry, They are interdependent and indepe- uh, independent. Sorry. Uh,
1: mutually exclusive exclusive is that <laughs> <laughs> no mutually inclusive, inclusive. <laughs> all mixed up together That's um like-
2: no you're absolutely right because i mean if we look at it from for example from a crm perspective and we've got uh, our own expert here i'm sure all will way into it but you've got a sales and marketing funnel right so you start with the addressable market and you try and, and put out information out there into the wild so that people actually then stumble on it or if you have much more targeted uh, advertising etc you are basically conveying your messages so that people come to you right so you're prospecting indirectly uh, in the old days i still remember when uh, you were prospecting directly by actually cold calling i mean i don't know if there are still companies that do cold calling but i think there is uh, the
1: foundation of all Stockbrokers in the United States was founded on stock uh, on cold calling. Yeah. So the pursuit of happiness, fantastic example. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> well, I've got an example of where uh, prospecting point. and um, marketing and sales are all one and the same. <laughs> so I, um, you know, I connect with people, and then um, you know, I might meet them a networking event or something like that. And sometimes I'll send, you know, if I think it's a high value deal, I'll send like a. Um, uh, a card, or sometimes we've gone as far as selling brownies. Um, next thing you know, they they've... were normal brownies, weren't they? Sorry, normal <laughs> brownies, yes, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> and... <not> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and they then sometimes they, they really appreciate it. They take a photo, they post it on LinkedIn they or, or, or on Facebook, and they tag me into it. And that's marketing that they've done. And that's the exponential network growth that we were talking about in the last episode. And when we have uh, so that, that takes care of a marketing, it takes care of a bit of a prospecting, and then more than likely they'll convert or someone that, that's seen that I'm good to work with will convert and then there's your sales component, it's all, it's all hand in hand,
1: yeah. Another one, um, so the next, the next statistic was 36% think closing is the most difficult and 70% of businesses didn't hit their revenue goals for last year, so to put things into perspective, If you're not hitting your revenue goals and you're thinking that closing is 30% of the the challenge and 40% is actually prospecting, then there's a skill gap right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and to be honest,
2: I mean, HubSpot is a great um, uh, source for information, but um, I I question the 38% of, of people that say are concerned about closing because I think that number is underestimated. Okay, so you think it's larger? I think it is. I think there are, uh, and I I mean that with all due respect, of course, to the profession of of sales, but I think there's a lot uh, around ego as well. It's very difficult for a salesperson to say, I couldn't close this deal. It's very difficult to accept as well. But those that have the emotional intelligence to, be uh, forward about the, and, and be transparent about it to themselves they don't have to go out and actually you know, advertise to the world that they uh, uh, could not close a deal but if they, if they do a bit of introspection for example and look at it as to why they couldn't close that deal I think you'll see um, those numbers potentially go up so 38% might be a bit low but I do agree that you know closing a deal is not always easy
1: that's exactly right well it isn't easy uh, and there's a lot involved um, from the beginning through from the customer experience and brand um, you know, perspective but if you're a small business or an entrepreneur or you're a startup um, these key concepts you might be missing so um, you should be waking up and trying to learn something every day um, and with proven results through training methods and through training programs. Um, these are, will allow you to learn something new and use a proven method to actually be able to achieve your goal, close your more deals, and it gets easier when you get trained in something, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. So how would someone, if they needed tra- training help, how would they get help?
1: So if you are looking for help, this is you know, a little bit of self-promotion here, but obviously you can reach out with us um, via any of the links and communication channels that we've got. So. Um, I'm always free uh, for a chat, so give me a call or message at any time. It's all I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear everybody else's, uh, you know, uh, any challenges that they're facing at the moment in in their business. I'm always happy to chat. So be, be, before we
2: uh, wrap that up, uh, and I'm not sure we might have a couple more points, but um, on, on what we were saying before on closing, um, can you give us a couple of examples on how you would close the deal? Um,
1: like. There's so many different closes and closing. So I want to just make sure that you understand one thing um, about this specific question so um, Closing is a completely different skill than selling. I want I want people to understand that right so selling is its own thing Closing is another thing closing is actually a small part right of the sales process and a simple close can be as effective as Cash or card. That's a close. Yep. yep. You know, not the most hilarious kind of closes. It's straight to the point. You know, but you can also have, um, you know, more comedic closes. I can't think of one off the to top of my head at the moment. I know
0: one, I don't know if it's comedic, but it's the calculator close. So you know, when you go to like good guys or a car yep. dealership or whatever, they're like, hmm. Hmm, tap, 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 <laughs> tap, tap, tap. and they try and like work out the best deal for you. It may not, yeah, maybe. May uh, let me be. call my manager, see yeah, if he can yeah, get yeah, you I'll a I'll good get, deal. You know, <laughs> get you to wait, and then when they come back, they go, Right, I've been able to do this. And then, because uh, when I did uh, one of my marketing units, mm-hmm. the, um, the lecturer said that um, she'd just walk away and then actually like run out and stop her, and, or she'd say a price and then walk away. Yeah, i run out and stop her in the car park and go, look, 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 we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, I remember
2: um, when I sold my car in the UK before I came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to one of those, uh, I, I won't name it, but I went to one of those that buy, you know, cars. Mm-hmm. You know, take any car... And they'll look at it and they'll yep. evaluate based on the black book, um, or here I think in Australia it's called the red book.
0: Yeah, we like different values <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um,
2: so in the UK it's the black book. Whatever. Anyway, they look at the uh, standard value of the car based on depreciation, mileage, etc. And then once you take the car, there they look at yep. it and and for like a, a tiny scratch, they'll take like six hundred pounds off uh, the price. Anyway, long story short, I'm sitting with a guy, and he gave me some really low ball first offer mm-hmm. to buy my car off of me. Uh, and funny enough, it was exactly a year ago today, the 23rd of Jan. Yeah. Um, we are the 23rd, aren't we? Yes. Um, so, anyway, he, he, he did that. I'm going to call my manager, to see if I can get a, a good price for you. And he picked up the phone and he talked to someone, but nothing from what he said, because I was sitting next to him, had anything to do with the value of my car. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he comes up and he says, Yes, I was able to get you 750 pounds more fantastic i'm like yeah i've done that one before uh, by the way i'm leaving now so uh, i'll talk to you later and all of a sudden that price went up again so without a call to the manager so if you are going to be closing i think you need to do it in a way that's a bit more genuine well i would, exactly. I would have to say
1: and this is exactly what i was speaking about before it's the, the, the car salesman attitude that that persona that people have in sales right um but there's a there's a really effective way of doing that so say for example when customers say they want to speak to their partners it's you know it's an objection we all have it we all need to check with us you know our, our significant other. Person, other signifi- yeah. yeah significant other and there's you don't need a trick like pretending to type on a calculator or call over the phone to the manager simple and effective questions such as what do you think of uh, what do you think her questions would be. Mm. How do you think she would feel about the purchase? Um, Then you identify the objections he might get when he speaks with her. He might say, oh, actually she doesn't have any, she'd probably be happy with it actually.
0: Mm. Tying this back into the marketing side before we even get anywhere near the sales side is getting that feedback from the sales teams on what kind of questions are being asked so that you can embed it in the marketing so you kill off buyer objection before they even walk in the door. So instead of hey, I want to buy something and, you know, you asking all these questions. It's where the hell do I sign? Let's, you know, shut up and take my money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, actually, that was my, my next question. Would you agree that, you know, closing a deal... Is dependent on everything that happened before, as you said. So the sales process is the entire process up until you know, from prospecting all the way to sales. And, okay. and in, in sales and marketing term, you go beyond that, of course, from a customer journey like from awareness all okay. the way to advocacy, right? But in order to have an easy close, would you agree that actually having the entire sales process that is conducive mm-hmm. to people actually, as you say, eliminating buyer's objections, mm-hmm. to having a, that process. Uh, as efficient yeah. and and effective as possible so that your close is as you said cash or card.
1: correct and it should be that easy and it should feel natural to ask the, for the close if it doesn't feel natural or you feel like you're pressuring somebody then it's not the right time to do it mm. that's why you have trial closes before a close which identify if there is any issues or questions before your actual final mm-hmm. close off on the deal. So there's a difference between those two.
0: So right. if you're going to get this today, what uh, was would you have any questions? Yeah, like as a mini trial close.
1: That's right. On a scale of one to ten, how do yeah. w- how do you rate this X Y Z product or service?
0: And I think um, like a lot of people think that um, you know there's there's one magic bullet for sales marketing or any of this sort of stuff. But I think, um, you know, that's one of the reasons we come together is that every part is needed. Some customers will go from start to finish um, in five seconds because they know what they want and they've already thought about it. Some will take days, weeks, months to decide, um, even years. So I think, um, you know, marketing is like 1% of it. Um, you know, the, the flyer that they saw, the phone call they made, um, the building as they walked into it, um, all of these things add up and come together to be one whole buying experience and I, I think that you know sales are definitely a very 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 important part because the human interaction people buy from people they don't buy from yeah. You what know, well, they do